0: Hello, my beautiful burns, and welcome to the episode of today. I did take like two weeks off podcasting. There's been a lot going on for me, all good things, all exciting things, but just been a bit of a busy bee, and I've been – there's been a bit of – technical back end stuff with the podcast as well so I thought this would be a good time to take a little bit of a reset and in this time it gives me an opportunity to work on other projects but also to go into a more creative flow with the podcast because sometimes it's good to take time off step back and just do heaps of brainstorming heaps of creative stuff and I feel like no matter how much you love doing something I think it's always beneficial to take a little bit of time off every couple of months, step away so that way you're really really eager to get back into it. You're not complacent, you're really missing that thing that you love and then you you get extra passionate about it again. So I like to do that every couple of months. I haven't done it for ages, but every, you know, ideally every 4 5 months. To really just reignite that passion that already does exist within you. So if you do have the opportunity to do that for yourself, maybe that's a whole episode talking about how to reignite the passion for something that you love. But if you have the opportunity to be able to step back and shift your focus on other things or on other aspects of that thing you love, then you might find it to be a really good tool to increase your creativity or to increase your passion for the thing that you're doing. Because, um, yeah, so basically how I plan my podcast is I've got this like massive, 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 long, huge document. I couldn't tell you what the word count in this document is. It is insane. And I throw down ideas for topics. I have it in my notes in my phone and then I move those notes across to my iPad to this document. And then... Every day or every other day, I will get on my iPad and I'll scroll through those topics. And then the one that strikes a chord with me that day, I will just brainstorm dot points. Bang, 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 bang. And then when I think I've fleshed out enough of the ideas in dot point form, that is when I record an episode. So there'll sometimes be ideas that are sitting there dormant for months that I love the concept of, but it's just not something that I'm either A, in the mood to talk about, or B, it's just the juices aren't flowing on that particular topic. So I leave it. It's there. I leave it. But I like to revisit all of those every time I go to plan podcasts, because sometimes I think I'm going to sit down and plan a certain topic and then I look at something that I wrote maybe a month ago or two months ago and I think – that's what I'm going to write about today. That's what I'm going to brainstorm on today. I'm so in the mood to talk about that. Or I might have a conversation with someone and they spark an idea and I think, I've actually started brainstorming an episode for that. And you've just really given me some like great ammunition here. So then I'll go in and it'll just be fucking on. So that's pretty much how I plan my podcast episodes. There's absolutely no rhyme or reason. Some episodes take hours to plan. Some take no time at all and it just depends on what it is that I'm talking about. But anyway, here we are. I am back and the episode of today is going to be about this idea of being the bigger person. And I want to dedicate an entire episode around the fact that you do not have to be the bigger person, especially when you are sacrificing your mental health or your peace of mind in order to do so. Now, I am going to clarify what I mean by being the bigger person and in which scenarios it will benefit you to be the bigger person and in which scenarios it actually very likely will not benefit you. And there are some people that love to always be the bigger person in in the scenario and it fulfills them and it makes them feel great. Great, do it. If it makes you feel good – Great. But I'm talking about scenarios where people will push past their morals and how they feel and they will abandon themselves in order to come across as the bigger person. And we glorify coming across as the bigger person that we will abandon our primary needs at times just to save face and have that image of, oh, well, I was the bigger person. Okay, so I'm going to talk – I'm going to hopefully – put your mind at ease and let you know that at least I agree with you in those times where you're like, I really don't want to do this, but I feel I have to because everyone's telling me that I have to. All right. That's what today's episode is going to be about. Little quick life update because it's been a couple of weeks and um, then we'll get straight into the episode of today. I don't have a brain factor today, but we'll get into the brain facts in the coming episodes. If you are not interested in my life update, just fast forward to the eight, eight and a half, nine minute mark. Something like that um, and we can get straight into the topic of today. What has happened in the last two or so weeks? I've had a couple of trips to Queensland, literally a couple of trips to Queensland, one in which I thought I was accidentally in Queensland because my my friend had a baby shower and we are from Queensland, but she lives in Sydney, and so do I. So I my other friend Renee messages me while I'm in Queensland and says, Are you gonna be in Queensland next weekend for Sophie's baby shower' And I'm like, um I had no fucking idea that there was a, a fucking baby shower in Queensland and I'm coming back to Sydney and then I'm like fuck so I'm frantically booking flights I'm like yeah I'll be there and she sends me a screenshot of the invite and I'm the worst person in the world when it comes to Facebook invitations don't even don't even ever invite me on a Facebook invite cuz I'll never see it never anyway so she sends me a, a screenshot of it and I just looked at the date and I'm like yep 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 so you know, Renee booked a hotel. It was going to be fun, fun, fun. Anyway, I get back to Queensland, come to Sydney, go back to Queensland, and there I am. We're getting ready the night before to go out for dinner. The baby shower is the following day, and we're thinking, okay, where? What time is the baby shower? It's at New Farm Park, and I'm trying to look up the time, and I go into the invite that I was actually invited to on the on Facebook. And I'm like, oh, my God, we are three weeks early. This fucking baby shower is at the end of August. So here we are in hysterics. We send a voice message to Sophie, Renee does, and she's like, oh, my God, we're three weeks early. We're here. Oh, my God, what are we doing? Oh, ha, ha, we're both in Queensland ready for the baby shower. And it's actually in three weeks' time. And then Sophie just replies really nonchalant, being like, ha, ha, love you guys. How cute. Anyway, I'm just at the airport. I'll call you later. And we're like, why isn't she freaking out? Does she have baby brain? What is the deal? Turns out I crashed the Queensland baby shower. She was having two. There actually was one the following day. I crashed it. I was uninvited, although she she wasn't mad that I went because she's lovely. but And then I absolutely didn't even realise that the baby shower that I was invited to was the Sydney one, which was in three weeks' time. So there you go. That there, that That's what you get for never reading an invitation and for never looking at your Facebook invites. So apart from that, I've just been uh, obsessed with the Women's World Cup. It is just consuming my life. I cannot explain. I didn't know anxiety until – well, I did know anxiety in the final of the Men's World Cup. That just absolutely destroyed my soul and shaved a good seven years of my life. I was – because my father's Argentinian and Argentina was in the final, I was in the room separate to the whole family watching the game when it was the penalty shootout. I was having heart palpitations. A whole gamut of medical things were happening to me. My sister had to call me on the phone to tell me that Argentina had won and I was just in disbelief. Anyway, so that was – high levels of anxiety and now again I met with these crazy levels of anxiety with the Matildas and I mean I'm recording this before the Wednesday semi-final game so let's just fucking hope that that we win that game but regardless it's been a ride and I need to interview one of the Matildas on this podcast so I'm going to put it out there and manifest it and have one of the Matildas on this podcast because, oh my God, what a journey. Anyway, this is not a sports podcast, so I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, Anyway, good times. Let's get straight into the episode of today. Okay, this concept of being the bigger person. Before I delve into all the reasons why it is that you do not have to be the bigger person, I do want to note that there are two situations that this can apply to, and I'm going to be heavily focusing on the second situation. The first one is being the bigger person in an ongoing healthy, keyword healthy, relationship. That is where there is no power dynamic going on, where there's mutual respect, where there's generally a good level of communication between the two people. That is what I mean by a healthy relationship. Okay. One person isn't in power and one person's not the submissive one. That is an unhealthy relationship. So in a healthy relationship, there are going to be times where I actually genuinely believe that in, hopefully both people will want to be the bigger person and make amends So that way you can get to talking about the issue instead of fighting or instead of having the silent treatment or all of that. So when it comes to a healthy relationship, I think it's to your benefit and to your partner's benefit that both of you try and be the bigger person as often as you can remember to be the bigger person, okay? For me personally, I just – I'm currently engaged to a man who is very good – at being the bigger person to the extent that he doesn't even give me an opportunity to be the bigger person because he knows how to put out these fires very, very quickly. If we get annoyed at each other and I'm like, oh, I just don't want to talk to you right now. I'm just frustrated or we've just not communicated properly or whatever. I don't even have the time to be angry and annoyed because he'll literally be like, oh, okay, let's, let's, it's fine. We're good. We're good. Let's just, he will Literally put out the fire straight away. And it's it's not to say that he brushes the issue under the under the rug. He doesn't. But he says this angriness that we're experiencing right now, it's fucking unnecessary. We fucking love each other. Let's just be – let's take a breath. Let's chill and let's, you know, get to the bottom of it. So he is really good at doing that. Um, and when you're in a healthy relationship, I think it's very important to always remind yourself of where – your intentions are and how you feel towards each other and do you have to be angry while you are dealing with this issue at hand and a lot of the in a lot of the times the answer is no there will be some scenarios where yes okay you're angry you need your time out and you need to walk away absolutely but for a lot of situations one or the other can be the bigger person and I think that's where you need to remind yourself to do that now what I'm going to talk about in this situation is situation number two which is when you are no longer in a relationship with a person, whether this be romantic, whether this be with a family member, whether this be with a friend or an ex-friend or colleague, whatever you want to call it, any relationship that you are no longer engaged in as far as how it used to be versus how it is now. That is what I'm going to focus on, okay? Now, I do want to have a little disclaimer here. What I am talking about today is not about holding a grudge or seeking revenge or acting in a way to actively make the other person suffer. It's none of that. It's more personal to you and your boundaries and your morals. So it's this idea that sometimes you are just completely done with someone or something or some kind of a relationship. You want nothing more to do with it. You've, you're have you ready to completely step away. And by stepping away, I mean not just from the relationship, but also from all the negative emotions that are attached to that relationship. You're just – you're closing this chapter, okay? And sometimes being the bigger person would mean that you are – feeling like you have to still include this person in your life or you have to save face and be friendly to this person in the workplace or be social with this person or still reply to their messages and all of that. And that can be more detrimental than helpful in a lot of situations for a lot of people. And no one wants to come across as, quote unquote, the psycho. So they just think, oh, well, I just have to be friendly because I don't want to look like I'm too affected by this and I don't want to look like I'm harboring hate or harboring anger. But sometimes it's not about harboring hate or anger. Sometimes it's, I'm genuinely finished here. I have nothing more to give, nor do I want to give anything else. I'm not harboring any excess hate or or seeking revenge or anger. I just am done. And I'm done seeing your face. I'm just done. And that's is okay. So understand the difference. One is I'm harboring harboring all these horrible emotions. I'm harboring all these things and the other one is I'm just done. Okay? So you have to get to a point where you realize that your peace of mind in many situations is more important than coming across as the bigger person. Sometimes it is a lot of the time it's more important to protect your mental health and your peace of mind, and your boundaries. So an example of this, I'm going to give you an example of a scenario that many people have gone through. I was actually talking to someone recently about this, and they had been dating somebody, and the person that they had dated years ago was extremely unhealthy, extremely emotionally abusive, just not a good person, okay? Not a fucking good person. Then they broke up. Not on good terms. They didn't talk, and then a couple of years later, the ex, the emotionally abusive ex, rolls back into their life, my friend's life, and s- starts apologising for their behaviour. I'm really sorry that I did this. You know, um, I've, I've I'm a better person now. I've really grown from that, and I hope that we can have a friendship, and I hope that we can have a relationship, and whatever. And my friend was like, "Oh, well that's really good. You have to celebrate when people have this growth. You have to whatever." And I'm like, "Yeah, absolutely. That's that's all true." So, I'm going to I'm going to, you know, catch up with them and I'm going to do this and I'm you know, I'm going to meet up with them and I'll reply and I'll be nice because that is really nice that they said that. And I said, "Well, do you want this person in your life?" And they're like, "Oh, well, I haven't really thought about it." And I, and I was like, "Well, would, would you benefit having this person in your life? Like are you just because if you want this person in your life as an as a friend or whatever, 100%, go for gold. Like, keep doing what you're doing. That's genuinely fine if that's what you want. But I then made a comment saying, in my personal scenario, looking at exactly my situation, if one of my – not all of my exes. There's several exes that I would easily have a very happy, very healthy conversation with and gladly would. But – There are certain people that I've dated in my past who if they did that and apologised and did all of that, I would have zero desire to entertain any kind of interaction with that person and it's got nothing to do with harbouring anger or harbouring revenge or it's just that I'm so far removed from that point in my life that I'm not interested and it is not my responsibility to validate that person's feelings anymore. And at most I would reply saying, Congratulations for making, for growing. Goodbye. At most, and people make up these fucking one-liners that are like, if you still can't talk to your ex, it means that you're still in love with them. Bullshit. If you can still acknowledge that someone is just not a good person and there's no need to have them in your life whatsoever, it's also perfectly fine to not want to talk to that person. Sometimes you get to a point in your life where it's got nothing to do with if you have feelings for them anymore. It's got more to do with I'm a completely different person from who I was at the time. I have no, not only need, but no desire to reintroduce you in my life, especially when the version of you that I knew was just not a great version. I don't need to even trial that again. I'm just not bothered by this and I'm not interested and I've got better shit to do with my time. The next thing I want to remind you of what well, i don't know if it's remind or tell you but is it is not your job or your responsibility to comfort those that have hurt you in the past okay so sometimes you end up allowing those who hurt you back in your life because they've done this big song and dance and this big apology and you feel like you need to validate that and celebrate that because they've made these changes and you feel like you owe them your forgiveness or a second chance or you owe them access to your life and to you because they've made these changes and they've improved as a human being. Firstly, if you want to congratulate someone for making changes in their life, you can do that without then letting them into your life. That's one thing you can do. So if you feel, oh, but it's good to to encourage people to change. I agree. It is good to encourage people to change. But you can do that while still drawing that boundary and saying, I just really don't want you in my life. I'm not fucking interested. The next thing is you don't have to do that. And someone should want to change because it benefits them, not because they're going to get a positive reaction from the people that they've heard in the past. So you not replying or you not validating their feelings shouldn't change the outcome of that person's trajectory. So it is okay for you not to reply to that message or not to reply to that email or whatever it is or DM that that person has sent you. It is okay to do that. Like I said at the start, again, if you want this person in your life, if you like, it would be nice to have an acquaintance with this person, there's nothing wrong with that either but I'm talking about it from the perspective of someone who feels uncomfortable but feeling like they have to be this quote-unquote bigger person because everyone else is going to think that they're crazy for still harboring these feelings, okay? A line is a line and a boundary is a boundary and you draw that boundary and you can decide who's in your life and you can decide who's not in your life. And just because someone rolls in hot into your life years later, ambushes you when you least expected and says, fucking sorry for fucking emotionally abusing you, but here I am, new and improved version, let's be friends, you do not have to be their friend. You can say, hello, goodbye. And call it a day. You can forgive people but also not want them in your life. And you can forgive people but not think that their behaviour was remotely acceptable. So this has nothing to do with forgiveness. It is okay to be in a position where you're like, yes, I've forgiven you but I'm done. Like I just – I know – the interactions that we had, I know the history we had and I'm willing to close that chapter. And by closing that chapter, it means I just don't have any any more energy to give you and it doesn't mean that I'm angry, I've moved past that, I've done the work, I genuinely, I mean, you might wish them the best, you might just wish them what they deserve, whatever it is that you wish for them, but it is okay to forgive someone and still not want a bar of their bullshit. Okay. That is perfectly fine. And something that's really come to my attention is that a lot of people are the bigger person in situations, like they're talking to their work colleague who they used to date, who fucked them over and who cheated on them, but because they're at work, they're friendly or they keep replying to their messages just to, you know, to save face or you know, even though they got fucked over because they don't want to come across as someone who harbors these feelings. And a lot of people do this because they are a people pleaser and slash or because they really care about what people think of them. Sometimes your biggest fear is that people will think something negative of you and someone's going to spread that. Oh, can you believe that she's still not talking to me? Can you believe that they will refuse to answer me? Can you believe that now, after I've apologized, they still don't want to bar of me? It's been years. No one wants to be that person that is spoken of in that way. So in order to avoid having people talk about us in a certain way, we will push past our own boundaries and allow these people back into our lives just so we don't appear to be the crazy one or just so we don't appear to be the one that's harboring all this stuff. But I'm here to tell you, and you don't need me to tell you, but I'm going to tell you anyway, that it is okay to just draw a line and to say, I don't want to be the bigger person here. The only thing I want to do here is protect my peace of mind, is to protect my mental health, is to protect this bubble that I've made for myself that I call a boundary. And I'm going to let certain people into that. And I'm not going to let other people into that. And if you've already burnt me in the past, I can heal. I can move on. But it doesn't mean that just because I've healed and just because I've moved on, it doesn't mean that I have to let you back into my area again. I don't. I actually don't and sometimes when you bring these people back into your life purely because you don't want to be the crazy one and you're like I'll be the bigger person you know and I'll be civil and all that shit and I'll hang out with you socially sometimes when you do that sometimes not all the time but it ends up obviously breaching your boundaries but it can dredge up old feelings it can dredge up past hurt It can sway you into old patterns of behavior that you worked so hard to change. It can bring back unhealthy thought patterns. So you need to be paying really, really close attention. And you might be in a situation where someone in the past maybe ghosted you. Let's use this as an example. They've ghosted you. They left you high and dry. No explanation. You were legitimately, if not dating, you were on path to dating You were communicating all the time and then one day to the next, it's done. They've fully ghosted you. This is a really common one. I literally get asked about this. People write in and ask me specifically about this scenario more times than you can even imagine. So someone ghosts you. Then they orbit back and then they want to reply. Hey, what's happening? Oh, are you still mad? Gaslighty bullshit, right? Are you, oh, that was ages ago? Or, oh, sorry. And that kind of like absolutely undermining, undermining your emotions, undermining you, downplaying what they did, downplaying their own behaviors, not taking any accountability whatsoever. But then they word it in a way. That if you're the one that then chooses not to reply, you're holding a grudge, you're the one who's crazy, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And the issue here is not only is it that you've just, you know, kind of played into this manipulative behavior if you do start replying because you don't want them to continue thinking these things if you – even though they're not thinking that they know they're fucking toxic assholes, but whatever – So you play into it, you respond and you do all these things. The issue is that at the time that you were entertaining a relationship with this person in the past, there is a big chance, and this is not in every situation, but in a lot of situations, there is a big chance that they were not treating you with the respect that you deserve to be treated with. And when you allow someone into your life, especially romantically, to treat you in a way that is less than what you deserve, then you start treating yourself in a way that is less than what you deserve. When you allow someone to treat you poorly, you are saying, "Yep, I deserve this. And then when they're finally out of your life, that is most people's opportunity for growth. They become aware of this. They're like, wow, I was really mistreated. Wow, that was actually not okay. And when it was happening, a lot of the time we're blinded by it because we're in love and we have all these strong emotions that conflict with our logic and all of that happens, which is fucking, you know, I would say most people have gone through that and we can all kind of relate to an extent. But then you do all this healing. You, you, you start putting all the pieces back together and you think, no, fuck that. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm respecting myself more. Yep, I'm good. I'm growing. I'm learning. I'm feeling fucking good. So now you're in this rebuilding yourself phase and you're respecting yourself more than ever before. You're really making some groundwork here. And then what happens? This clown reintroduces themselves into your life and you're taken by surprise. So if you don't protect this Boundary that you've set up. And if you don't remind yourself of, like, whoa, whoa, I wasn't respecting myself back then by being with this person, I am respecting myself now. If you don't quickly remind yourself of these things and prop up that boundary, then when you start interacting with this person again under the vice of being a bigger person, being the bigger person, and I'm going to be civil and I'm going to be nice, what happens? you start returning back to these unhealthy thought patterns and unhealthy behaviours and the respect that you had for yourself starts to get chipped away at, chip, 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 chipping away, chipping away, chipping away until you've been like just fucking worn down to a nub, a fucking lump, okay? You had built yourself back up, now you've worn yourself back down or they've worn you down and then what? Okay, great. you got to be the bigger person, but your boundaries have been crossed. You've allowed this person back into your life. All that groundwork that you made, you've now gone back on just to be the bigger person. You can't let someone into your life who's disrespected you multiple times and risk them disrespecting you again without disrespecting yourself in the process. It's not possible because there is a line. And once that line's been crossed, it shouldn't be crossed again. And it is your responsibility to protect that line. Maybe not the first time because you didn't see it coming. But the second, the third, the fourth, the fifth, those are the times. And yes, people can change. And yes, people can improve. But I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about someone that's gone and fucked you over, vanished, and then they roll back in, hey, I'm back, you know, without actually giving you any proof, any evidence that anything is different. Okay. And mind you, a lot of the time they just want to roll in and have you like them. They don't even want to date you anymore. They just want everyone to like them again because it's for their ego. And if you can turn around and treat them with decency and respect, which is what they want, then their ego gets fluffed up again. It boils my blood when people try and push for their friends, families, whoever, to be the bigger person and be civil and just talk to them and don't show them that you're angry. Don't show them that you're pissed off. Don't show them anything to someone that's been emotionally manipulated or abused or hurt by somebody else. I hate that because you are completely in your right to say, I was fucking hurt and I don't want to buy a few anymore. And I learned a lot about myself and this Situation will not be happening again, at least not on my time and not to me. The next thing to remember is that it is okay to say that you were hurt and that you were hurting and that you did get angry and that you are pissed off. You don't have to act indifferent because sometimes – pretending everything's fine, that you never really hurt you and that you're indifferent is kind of ignoring your own emotions and you kind of sweep it under the rug. You don't really address what's going on. You let that person still play a role in your life and you're kind of in this limbo where you're really, really suffering, engaging with this person, talking with this person or replying to them or seeing them at work, chatting with them, hanging out with all your friends and deep down you're dying on the inside because you're not actually being honest about your emotions and you're not addressing these things. So I don't think there's anything wrong slash there is nothing wrong with you just calling a spade a spade and saying I am hurt and I don't want to talk to you and I'm not going to harbor any anger towards you or maybe you will that's fine too but I'm not going to you know uh, you know target you or anything like that but I want to step away and I want my own space and distance putting a bit of space between certain relationships in your life and not feeling like you have to reply, not feeling like you have to talk or even look them in the eye or address them or anything like that. Distance can do a world of wonder on your journey to healing to the point where then you won't mind seeing them and then it's up to you if you want to talk to them or not. Because there are going to be certain relationships in your life where once the pain has subsided and once the dynamic of the re- of the new version of the relationship is established, you can probably have a lot of fun and laugh and think, okay, I'm am going to allow this person in this amount of doses in my life because they're a fucking laugh and I really, you know, I'm over what happened. I've I've gone on that journey. I've dealt with it. I've grown. And then there's other people that you're going to look back and say, there's not one aspect of you that I miss. There's not one facet of your personality that I crave in my life. I have no need and no desire to have you back in my life. And it's not because I've hurt and I was hurting, because I've healed. And now even healed, I look at you and I have no interest. Okay? So you will only be able to determine that with time and with healing. But one thing that you have to remind yourself of is that you do not Have to be the bigger person if it means impacting your mental health, if it means crossing a boundary, if it means disrespecting yourself in order to be that person. You don't have to do it. And for a lot of those people who are in situations where they were so badly hurt by someone who was awful to them, who's come back, you also don't have to feel like you have to allow this person back into your life. Okay? It doesn't matter how lovely they are now. It doesn't matter how much change they've made. That's really good for their future relationships. That's genuinely great. But you, by this point, hopefully have enough solid relationships in your life that you don't have to be sifting through the trash to resurrect that one. Okay, It's not about being angry, but it's about having no need or desire whatsoever. You can congratulate them on making the change, but you also don't have to welcome them back into your life. There are going to be many relationships in your life that will eventually run their course, whether it's a catastrophic ending because you had a big fight, you were ghosted or whatever, or whether it's something that, you know, kind of just fell apart because it wasn't great. Now, you can choose at what capacity they enter your life again. That is your choice, okay? And don't be pressured by this idea that everyone has to see you as this unemotional person who never really got affected and you don't really care and it's fine and now no one's going to think I'm a psycho because I've just keep talking to them and I've let them back in my life and I'm replying to all their things and I'm doing a smile emoji when they flame react my fucking stories. People are going to think what they're going to think. If they think that you're crazy, let them think you're crazy. Your priority here is your peace of mind. If people are like, oh my God, they're holding a grudge, they can think whatever they want to think. At the end of the day, the only person that's in your head is you. So if someone wants to accuse you of holding a grudge, fucking be my guest. Enjoy the show, right? Like if they want to accuse you of not being able to let something go or whatever, fine. Fine. And once you come to terms with the fact that people are going to say shit and then if you don't add fuel to the fire by denying or by trying to prove them wrong or by whatever, that fire will die very, very quickly. People say shit about other people because they're bored. And because they're bored, they don't stay on a topic for long enough. So as long as you acknowledge like, yeah, people are going to say a certain thing, but they're not going to stay on topic for too long because I'm not going to add fuel to the fire. It is what it is. It's going to come. It may not. But if it does, just hold tight protect my boundaries, and people are going to get over it, okay? Hopefully, that gave you a little bit of insight. So, if you're in one of those positions where you hate that you've allowed someone back into your life, understand that you don't have to if you don't want to. All right, now it's time for the listener question. Okay, so this listener question is actually a little bit in line with today's episode. So, let's get straight into it. Hi, Alexis, long term listener of the pod. Your no nonsense BS approach has made a huge difference in my life, and I can't thank you enough for that. I've listened to a number of your podcasts to try and help me with this predicament, but as of yet, I haven't really found an answer and wanted to reach out. A number of years ago, I got married, and to cut a long story short, I had a huge fallout with a friend group, and I had to go no contact. I had known some of these people for more than 15 years. It's true when they say weddings bring out the worst in people. After listening to your podcast, I was able to see how I was the emotional punching bag of the group, always the butt of the joke and was never treated with the same respect as the others within the group. I always felt as though I was never really liked much and just kept around to allow others to treat me like shit or to make themselves feel better. I had already been distancing myself from this group for a number of years as I had come to realise their treatment of me and how I always left feeling shit about myself when I would hang out with them. When I started to put in boundaries, stopped being a people pleaser and pushed back on their poor treatment of me, it became clear that they weren't happy that I wouldn't allow them to treat me as they did before." This led to a lot of tit for tat and sarcastic comments being deliberately excluded from things, being berated in the group chats, and pretty much made me feel like I was snobby or a stuck up asshole for sticking up for myself. Previously, these girls would have hung our friendship over my head if I didn't compile with what they wanted me to do. For example, when I became friendly with a girl in my new job, I was accused of ditching them and was told to drop the friend or they would drop me. Unfortunately, at this time, I dropped the friend as I had a noodle spine. I love that. Fast forward to five years of cutting them out of my life and everything is great. I have a great life with my husband, a great friends group, and I'm walking, working towards my dream job. I joined a new volleyball club last year and love it. Unfortunately, I've gotten wind that one of the girls i had cut ties with is joining the same club. One week I had to study and missed practice. The following week, someone approached me and said, your friend was here last week. To which I replied, who? She went on to talk about that it was one of the girls that I had cut out. I politely said, we haven't been friends since before I got married, but thanks for letting me know. She seemed a little perplexed at my response. I didn't know exactly what she said. She hasn't been back since as the season was pretty much over, but I'm unsettled that she possibly told people we are friends when we aren't. The way she behaved after I got engaged was mind blowing. And as much as I had forgiven her, I don't want her in my life. I haven't had to deal with any of them for five years. So I'm pretty nervous for practice to start up again. So here is my problem. I know this girl will try and talk to me and find out what's been going on in my life, but will use the presence of other people as a guise or like peer pressure as she knows I don't like conflict or drama. I know most people wouldn't want to be approached one-to-one normally, but I would welcome it. I'd happily tell her to come to the club, but I don't want her to speak to me and have very minimal but civil relationship for the sake of not bringing our personal problems into a sporting setting. I know I cannot stop her from joining the same club, so I'm not wasting my energy on it. All I can control is how I react and conduct myself. I'm not sure on how to navigate the situation as I honestly have no problem telling her not to speak to me, but I do not want to come across as crazy, randomly def- defensive or confrontational person in front of a new group of people. I'm still a new group of people. I'm still getting to know. I'm worried if I ignore her or shut down the conversation in front of others, how it's about how it's going to reflect on me. I don't want to look like I'm bringing drama into the club. I know I shouldn't be concerned with what others think, but I'm struggling at the thought of having to say something in front of others. So how do I stop this rotten pumpkin rolling back into my life? I love that you've used that term. It's my favourite. Do I try to ignore her slash cross that bridge when I come to it? Do I simply say she's not privy to that info? What do I say if I want to nip it in the bud? Should I be nonchalant or very direct, almost sharp or confrontational if she tries to push a conversation with me? Thank you for everything that you do. This is the perfect question for today's episode. And can I just say, I recorded the episode and then I went into my um, inbox of questions. And when I saw this one, I was going to do some earlier ones that had been sent through, but I saw this one and I'm like, this is fucking perfect. I have to answer this one for this episode. Now, I think that... You have a very, very good – you're very clued on and you've got great self-awareness about what's going on. You understand that you don't want to be bringing drama into the club. That's fair enough. You understand that you're more than happy to tell her these things in a one-on-one setting so you have that confidence to do so. You've got a lot figured out already, which is great. So there's not that much that I have to tell you to do because you've really got your head wrapped around this situation and you're very comfortable with where you are at in your life. You're just in this very awkward situation now, which I believe would be awkward for anyone with any warm-blooded fucking individual is going to find that that's going to be a weird, at the very least, situation. I like to look at these situations as less is more. If you are not that close to everyone in the team, okay, this is what I personally would do. If I was close with everyone in the team, I would say, look, there's no bad blood now because like you said, you don't want to bring drama. There's no bad blood now. However, for many reasons – We stopped being friends five years ago and I'm very happy with that. I'm happy to be civil with her in the club, absolutely, but I have no interest in being her friend again. That's if you're close with the other people and it makes sense for you to explain it. But I understand that you might not feel comfortable even saying that because you might not be close enough and you don't want to make it look like you're trying to paint someone with a bad brush, you know, and if people don't know you well, it might come across that way. If that is the case, if it's scenario two and that is the case, and you don't want to say anything in the lead up to her coming back to the club, then I would stick to less is more. If she talks, say, you know, do the absolute, absolute, absolute bare minimum. And if she asks you questions in front of other people where it's clear that she's trying to use other people around you as her tool to get you to be talking and to get you to have a conversation and to get, her, get you to answer her questions, then this is what I would do. It's slightly bold, but it's really the only way to nip it in the bottom for this not to be an issue. I would say, look, I can't talk right now, but would you have a moment to talk with me after, like after the session or after the game or whatever. Fucking hit her between the eyes where she can't run away. And that's when she's going to decide, I'm going to have to fucking have this one-on-one conversation or I'm just not going to be able to talk to her in front of other people. And if she tries to talk, if she doesn't say, yep, if she just says, oh, yeah, but then avoids you and leaves. And then again, she tries to start conversations with you in front of other people, say the same thing. Maybe you and I can catch up just one-on-one. Like, don't answer her question. Just hit it back with maybe you and I can catch up one-on-one. Everyone else is going to realize that something is going on there. But you're acting very mature here and you are giving the opportunity for her to talk to you, just not in front of other people. And then if she agrees, when you talk to her, just say I am very happy with my life after I cut all of you out of my life and I want to keep it that way. I have no issues being in the same club. I have no issues playing volleyball together. I don't know if it's you're in the same team or not, but regardless, I have no issues with that because I'm very, very comfortable with every aspect of my life. However, I'm not interested in having conversations with you. I'm not interested in being a part of your life and vice versa. So let's just respect each other in that way and call it a day. That is absolutely what I personally would do in that scenario. I would have no issues doing that. Like I said in the entire episode, you don't have to do that. I'm giving you this advice because you obviously don't want to make it uncomfortable for the rest of the club. You want to find a way to manage what's going on with this dynamic in a setting where you don't want to make it uncomfortable for everyone else. And if that is the case, that is what I'd do. If you have no issue with other people maybe feeling uncomfortable or maybe feeling that it's awkward, then you could be a bit colder with it. You could just say right to her face, welcome to the club, I don't actually want to talk to you. But obviously that's not what you want to do because you literally said in the email that you don't want to make it uncomfortable for other people. So that's what I would do. Don't be answering her questions. Let it be known to her that the only way you guys are going to have a talk is if the two of you speak in private, outside, after the session or at some other time. That would be the only way. Okay? Give her the opportunity and give yourself the opportunity to tell her what's what. If she rejects that more than twice, then I would blatantly just not answer her questions. Because if I've given someone an opportunity on a platter to talk and I've been very, very sincere about that, like you're not, you don't look threatening. I'm not. I'm not trying to be attacking. Like a sincere invitation to talk, which is where you tell her you don't want to bar of her, politely or not politely, however you want. If she rejects that twice then I legitimately would have no problem just literally staring her in the eyes when she asks a question and not replying because it is not your job now to try and reason with the unreasonable, okay? And it wouldn't be fair if she's rejected your invitations twice but it expects to be answered. That doesn't make sense. This is a two-way street here. You can't ignore both times that you've asked for something and then still ask you questions. So it's either a two-way street or there's no street at all. Okay? So that is my advice to you. But you seem to have your shit together with this. But if you are are straight down the line, do not waver. Do not pretend nothing. Just keep doing what you're doing and beat yourself straight down the line. Look her in the eyes and say, let's talk. And then you say it very, very just the what you need to say, no apologies here, oh, I wish this, I wish that. No, 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 no. It's just you keep it to the basics. You say, this is how I feel right now. This is where I'm at. Good on you for joining the club, whatever, but this is how it's going to go. I don't want an interaction with you. I also harbour no hate or anger. I just have no interest in having you in my life anymore. That's it. That's it. Okay, And then she can do with that information whatever she pleases to do. She can stay at the club and respect your wishes. She can stay at the club and try and be painful, in which case you'll be ignoring it. Or she can leave. So it's, there'll be a, a whole array of possibilities that, of how she will react. But that is how I would respond to this situation. Very proud of you for doing what was right for you, for cutting people out that obviously weren't treating you well. And this is just a tiny glitch. It's a little bump in the road and it will smooth itself out, okay? Thank you so much for writing in. Thank you, everyone, for writing in. I've got so many listener questions to go through. It's fucking awesome. And that is all for today's episode. As always, remember, be kind to yourself. Be kind to your brain. Don't take shit from anyone and especially don't take shit from yourself. Danke.